hello everyone and thank you for listening to episode three of the defining grown-up podcast this week we'll get started in with a brief check-in about our weeks we're going to discuss a situation that candace had recently and she's trying to decide between listening to advice from someone in her field and determining what's right the right next steps in her life um we're also going to talk about my experience with Whole30 and two grown-up recommendations. And also, if you like what you hear, we're on iTunes, so leave us a review there. And always, we're happy to see comments on our show notes, and we'll discuss those topics you comment on in future episodes. Yes. So, how is it going, Candice? It's going pretty well. Um, I'm trying to think what I did this week. I need to be better about that I guess but we had a pretty low-key weekend just like finishing up nursery stuff and like we have everything done that has to happen we just need to get a few things decorated I guess so that's good yeah well that's good there's only a few things left because I think you're probably feeling pretty tired at this point (laughs) yeah I'm done like I'm so done (laughs) tired of being pregnant (laughs) yeah people who love being pregnant I'm happy for them but I'm not them yeah, you're not. <laughs> well, that's yeah. good for you because I think it sucks. So I'm happy for you. <laughs> David and I. Was, well, we were skyping with my sister-in-law, who is due the same week as you, and she seemed to have similar feelings. Like she's oh, just yeah. ready for the pregnancy to be done. Obviously, she wants the baby to be in there and develop as long as possible, but she's. <laughs> Yeah. She's yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, if I can guarantee, like, he'd be healthy, I'd be like, let's just do this today. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Bring it on. You've got the crib. Exactly. That's, that's really what you really need, right? Yeah. Place <laughs> to sleep, car seat, and some diapers. Yeah, you're good. You're going to be supplying the food, so exactly. you don't have to put that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What did you do this week? What did y'all do this weekend? I don't even know. I feel like our weekend was so low-key. Like, I I read, well, for everyone who doesn't know, Candace and I are in a little online book club together, so I was scrambling to get that book read. So that was my little project for this weekend. I did a lot of reading, and yeah. uh, I have not finished yet. <laughs> did you feel like it was fast, though? I mean, you're almost done. Yeah, it was really fast, because all the chapters are, like, four pages. It's yeah. like a little snippet of something. Yeah, to me, short chapters make books go really fast. Oh, well, what I did do a lot of this weekend, David and I are going to Disney World later this week, so the next time we podcast, I will be back from Disney, and I can maybe share a couple things about that, but... Yeah, um, what, dis- what made you decide to do that? Are you meeting someone? Uh, no, we're just going. We basically, we're trying to be really good Florida tourists, because we don't know how long we're going to be here exactly so I mean yeah we could be here longer than we expect but I mean if we're here for three to four years we don't want to leave and we're like oh we didn't do anything so we're trying to fit in all the good touristy things once maybe we'll do Universal next year or something yeah that's good I like want to do that with South Carolina but I don't think there's that much to do yeah, I mean, Florida is for tourism. Basically. Yeah, you have the world at your fingertips. But it's, my mind is, 
kind of blown about all this Disney stuff because I know mm. there are people that are into Disney yeah, and that obsessive. are like in to Disney yeah. and I think I was just getting a little taste of that today because I discovered there are several Disney podcasts out there Wow! And so I was like when I was entering data and stuff for work I was like okay I'll listen to like some podcasts and get all this information which clearly I should have been planning six months ago <laughs> yeah I feel like they're the thing is like the people who are like that, they plan each trip as if they're never, ever going to go back, but they're also the same people who go every year. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, guys, just calm down. Like, they plan it. It seems like people plan it in such a way, the ones that are really into it, they go at, like, when it's not peak season, and they make sure to get on all of the really busy rides early, and it's just so much planning that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying not to be too, too... Like, uh, I don't want to plan too much. Like, okay, at twelve thirty, we have to be at this ride, and yeah, then what? We have to be here. So, well, I think I made very long lists that are probably too long to accomplish for the things I wanted to do in each park. But I'm trying mm-hmm. to focus like on the different things that I really want to do in each one. So, yeah, I feel like Alex would really appreciate all of those things and plan it that way. And, like, I don't mind that if someone else does the planning, but there's no, like, I don't have the bandwidth to plan that. Yeah, all. and, I mean, it's been fun looking into it, um, but it's so weird with if you want to make dining reservations, which I've never been to a sit-down restaurant in Disney because I've always been younger, and it's really just, like, go, go, go on the rides, but since it's just going to be David and I, we were trying to do at least one like that, and which we have found but so many places you have to reserve like exactly six months before you go when it opens up we didn't even have tickets then because we got the florida resident rates which come out for this short period of time not even six months in advance so yeah that's absurd to me that's absurd so what rest like what's the restaurant going to be like that you're going to well, we wanted to go, we were looking for ones in Epcot, because they have all the international stuff. Mm, yeah. We picked out one there that has all these small plates, so we can get, like, five different things. And I taste like that. Because if I'm only going to go to these places once, I'm going to want everything mm-hmm. on the menu, so I might as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, the thing that's stressful about that is knowing that I could do it more efficiently than makes me sad if I didn't in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like now you have like this burden of knowledge like well if I planned six months in advance maybe <laughs> could have done this or that but really to me like for my sanity's sake it's better to just be like oh whatever I get to be at Disney yay like you know what I mean. Yes, and I'm trying to keep that mindset because when you know all the stuff you can do and then you find out you can't do it, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a bummer. I really was hoping I could eat at, uh, they have this big Bell's Castle there now with a (laughs) restaurant, and I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be awesome, but apparently that fills up. It's like the hardest place to get a reservation, so I was, today I was kind of like, oh man and then I had to tell myself uh no I get to go to Disney for four days yeah (laughs) this this is gonna be okay (laughs) yeah Disney is awesome like I went I guess last year for a day when I happened to be in Florida and I went to Epcot and I mean it is awesome yeah it's really fun like I don't think you can be let down once you get there you won't be let down because it's just such a great place yeah yeah I'm not 
going to be disappointed, I'm yeah. sure. I, I would, I'd have problems to deal with if I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you want to <laughs> like, reality check. Yeah, you might need to, like, go serve in Africa after that. And, like, yeah. <laughs> figure out what life is actually about. Exactly, exactly. So when are you leaving for that? We're going to leave Thursday, so I just took... Thursday early in the morning I took Thursday and Friday off work and Orlando's a little over three hours from us so we're gonna wake up early and get on the road probably just eat some granola bars in the car or something Mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll be able to be in a park by 10 or something that's perfect that's not yeah yeah like 10 or 10 30 so yeah where are you gonna stay uh we're staying on their property which they also had a these great Florida resident deals mm. um I mean when I say great it's still expensive to go sure. but it's not as expensive as it could be and it just made sense it wasn't that much more to stay on their property versus other hotels in the Orlando area yeah. and then I have to pay to park and they give you like these bracelets that are my magical access to everything oh, I've heard in the those. park it's lots of perks mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. worth it but I'll have to, I'll, next week I'll have to tell you what my favorite thing we did there yeah, was. Yeah, you have so. to give your own review and see. Yeah, exactly. Like what a normal person thinks of these things. Well, we think I'm normal, maybe. You're not, <laughs> you're not, not a distant static. Yeah, 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 yeah. Normal in this regard. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be really, really fun no matter what. Well, so, moving on to the next topic, did you want to explain to us a little bit um, your situation? Well, I say situation, and that makes it sound yeah, really bad. Yeah, whenever you were explaining it, I was like, wow, this is, maybe I've made this sound more intense than it actually is. Yeah, I think when I was explaining it in the intro, I was like, mm, this isn't a dire thing. <laughs> we're just talking about yeah. it, but yeah. Yeah, so basically what happened was I sought out someone who is an international culture trainer coach person. She's less of a coach and more of a trainer, I guess, or is that more of a coach? Um, but very similar, like, I definitely admire all the stuff that she's done. She's been in the field for, like, almost as long as I've been born. And <laughs> so I admire her and think that her career is, you know, something that, like, if it were mine, I'd be like, this is sweet. Um, so, we Skyped. She was, like, willing to Skype with me and talk and stuff. And she was really nice. Like, she could not be more friendly. And But for some reason, at the end, I was still really discouraged. And, which seems silly. But I just felt like she gave a lot of advice in a way that was, like, you have to do this or else it's mm-hmm. not going to work. And it was stuff yeah. that I'm really not interested in doing. Like, one of the thing, one of her suggestions was to get a master's degree. And that's, like, nothing wrong with getting a master's degree. And I used to think I would get a master's degree. And maybe one day I will still. But at this point in my life, I'm not keen on jumping in to a degree program. Like, I'm about to have a baby in a couple weeks. You know, like, that's just not... Yeah, not opportune timing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure for some people they do, and that's great. But for me, that is not at all what I want to do during the first year of my first child's life. Um, and she kind of said it like, well, you know, unless you do this, 
or do that. There's a couple other things, too. Oh, okay. That I was just kind of like, that's not, like, are you hearing what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen. Or maybe she was being nice, like, because, I mean, she doesn't know me. That was, like, what I went away with was, you don't know me, but not in, like, a... (laughs) (laughs) Right, like, you were seeking her out for advice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not like she just told me stuff unsolicited. Right. But at the same time, I was just like, you don't know me. And so, I think that was last Thursday. It was towards the end of the day, so I didn't really... I felt discouraged. I remember texting Alex, like, when you get home, I'll probably be discouraged. Like, you should just know that. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we, like, give each other a heads up, like, he'll leave work and be like, just so you know, it's like a really bad day at work. So, there's that. So... Um, I can't tell if that'd be like a good thing so you aren't caught off guard or a bad thing like oh gosh can they just like stay where they are (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a little both (laughs) at least then I know like don't I think we do it to be like manage your expectations when I first get home I'm not gonna be like yay let's go do this let's go do that like blah 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 like I need to chill time (laughs) So anyway, I told him that, and then the next day, I still have my notes on my computer pulled up from having spoken with her, and I started to look back through them, and I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to take this advice. Like, is that, and then I felt guilty to not take the advice, like that was wrong (laughs) to do. I was like, but I know myself better than she does, you know, and so I kind of landed with, that was really nice. This is good to have. I can still save this, these notes and whatever, but I don't have to feel upset that I'm not doing it, and I don't have to feel like I'm doomed that I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if other people, because I know, you know, I work for myself, so I have to seek out, like, mentor-type people. Right. But other places, like Alex's work, they're kind of assigned people like that at different stages mm-hmm. in their career. And mm-hmm. so, and I know, you know, some of them just have different goals in life. So how, especially if they're assigned, it's not as if Alex sought them out because he admired them or anything. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if that happens to a lot of people, especially in their 20s, where, you know, different people are giving them career advice that feels like, oh, I better take this, but maybe it's not the best for them. So. Yeah. I almost felt like that happened more in high school sometimes. Like, okay. to get into college, it, it was, mm. you have to get perfect grades and take all these AP classes and be involved in so many extracurriculars. Yeah, oh, true. And not that, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say it the wrong way, because it's not that it's, like, the easiest thing to get into a good school, but... If you have good grades and you're doing something else that you're really invested in, mm-hmm. you're probably going to get into a decent college. I mean, maybe not an Ivy League school, but right. nobody really gets into those anyway. Yeah. If you do, like, you should not listen to our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> this is not for you. Go you're find way them. smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, go find an Ivy League podcast if that's what you're interested in. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think that's how I relate it more looking back Mm because I just remember being so busy in high school all the Mm -hmm. time and way involved in so many different things and I thought I enjoyed all those things that I was doing but I thought I had to do it because oh get into college I need to do all these things yeah and 
I, I think I took it a little bit easier when I got to undergrad, which is good. Yeah, same. And even now sometimes, like, I know people, like, family members and stuff who they are, like, on lots of different boards and lots of different volunteer. Like, they kind of almost are still building their resume, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because you do still need that, you know, the way we did in college or in high school and stuff. But I think now, like, I don't do something if I'm also not gaining personal satisfaction from it. Like, if I don't feel like that's, I guess, a way God's gifted me almost even, you know? Yeah. And maybe yeah. for those people it is. Cause like, the person I'm thinking of specifically is a financial person. So it makes sense for him to be on a board to be a finance like that's just partner. something that they're right, good at. Right, right. But I think for me, like the way I'm gonna use my time in my volunteer activities, which I have, it's not like I don't do anything, are gonna be ways that I'm also passionate about those things. Which I'm just not passionate about getting a master's right now. So <laughs> it's a lot of work, so Yeah. Yeah, you don't wanna go into it yeah. right away. And I don't wanna just get it in something random, like I don't know. Yeah, it sounds, well, I don't know the whole conversation you had, but I wouldn't get a master's just to get a master's. Yeah, I mean, she had specific program ideas, but it was still just like, I never considered those program ideas before, which to Mm -hmm. me meant that's obviously not, like, a burden on my life at this point. You know, I don't think I should just move towards that. Yeah, and it'd probably be good that if you got a little more time just with coaching experience and then you're more sure like exactly where you want to go with your business and right, right right just I don't know then it might help you decide what you would want to get a master's in if in a couple of years you decide you exactly do want to do that exactly yeah so it's funny and now I feel more at peace about just not really taking her advice I mean parts of it for sure and it's good mm-hmm. to know options because when you work for yourself and by yourself, you need you don't have coworkers to bounce ideas off of. So I appreciate yeah. all of that, but they're you know I'm not gonna reroute my life in thousands of dollars based on that conversation. So. Right. <laughs> Was there anything else? Um, some good advice that you got from her? Not to say that this like you've already said it wasn't like this was a waste yeah. of time conversation. Um, she had some good contacts and. She knew about different professional organizations that could be a part of now that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was good to hear her say they were the right professional organizations. Because a lot of times, I don't know if it's just this way in my field, some of their websites don't look like they would be that credible. Uh, like they're not mm-hmm. the most awesome, but apparently they're still the best there is okay. for now. That is so, really good to know. Yeah, like I would have stumbled upon their website and been like, eh, no. But mm-hmm. um, apparently they do put out really good stuff. So I trust her with all of that. And I mean, I would still talk to her again in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just not running out to get a master's today. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so. Um, okay. More exciting than that is you've been off your whole 30 diet. Diet not meaning to lose weight. Diet meaning right. lifestyle. For how many days now? Uh, it'll be a week on uh, tomorrow I guess Wednesday okay. my last day was last Tuesday and we're recording this on a Monday so okay. almost a week 
So how do you feel? Like, how has re-entry to the normal eating world been? Well, I'll kind of summarize Whole30 briefly if people haven't heard yes, of it. do that. Um, Whole30 is this way of eating for 30 days, hence the name, and you're not allowed to eat legumes, sugar of any kind, including maple and honey um, as sweeteners, so no sweeteners, uh, no oh, grains. No, no grains, no dairy. no dairy, no alcohol, and there's also a lot of additives they mention. So really, I kind of went with it, the mindset that anything that I make from scratch and I know the ingredients will be okay to eat on that so long as it fit mm -hmm. in the scope. Because most salad dressings and there's something in mayo that you're not supposed to be eating. So I did make my own mayo, That's which was crazy. actually really easy. I wasn't okay. going to... Uh, yeah, it was pretty easy. I just used my immersion blender and whipped the thing up. Uh, it was olive oil and an egg and like maybe a like a teaspoon of mustard powder and a little bit of seasoning. Hmm. So I don't eat mayonnaise ever normally. So so it's... you would not make homemade mayonnaise, probably. No. no. <laughs> but I did always wonder, like, what is that stuff actually? Well, I used it more for when I was making some salad dressings. So mm. to me, I don't like just balsamic vinegar and olive oil quite as much. I like the dressing to be a little bit creamier. So I'll okay. usually put like a tablespoon of mayo in there. And I was, I guess, being very compliant yeah, to were. the Whole30. Which I do have to confess, I did have a couple of salad dressings that were non-compliant oh, for no. Whole30. I know, the Whole30. 30 police are going to come get me <laughs> but it was just a point where I prepared so much food myself and I was like I don't care if there's a tablespoon of salad dressing that might have a little corn syrup in it yeah I you can't. spent like four hours one day prepping food or something yeah I spent a lot of time prepping food because like I said everything I had to make everything I ate myself and a lot of the time I'll eat oatmeal or something for breakfast and that wasn't allowed so I'd have to I ate a ton of sweet potatoes for breakfast mm. actually and that ended up being my favorite breakfast okay. thing I loved it because I maybe it's similar to oatmeal in the way that it's you could sweet. kind of mash it up and it's like this warm yeah warm kind of soft thing and I would usually mix a little bit of almond butter homemade almond butter <laughs> it's so extreme it. it's so extreme yeah and I have I could probably talk about Whole30 forever so just keep me guided with some questions okay. if I go off on uh, crazy tangents okay but, well let's then recap this like what was the what was your favorite thing about it um I think my my favorite thing and this was one of the reasons that I did it overall was that it stretched me a little bit in preparing new things. I think okay. I'd been maybe a little bit in a cooking rut lately, so I knew that since I wasn't able to make pastas mm. that I would have to be, and just other, I don't know, I can't make tacos because I can't have the tortilla, and rice isn't automatically going to be half the meal or something, so I had to be yeah, creative. that's really hard. Yeah, it, it was very challenging, and I wasn't even planning on sticking with it as much <laughs> as I did. Like, I was planning on just saying, okay, well, after, I'll do it week one, and then in week two, I'll put some brown rice and quinoa in. But I ended up sticking it out the whole way through. 
How uh, long did you hate yourself? Oh, um... Like, how? not, like, that you felt bad necessarily, <laughs> but how long, like, how many days or weeks or whatever did you think to yourself, dang it, I just want chocolate or I just want cheese or if only I had rice right now? To me, it was the hardest the first couple of days. So if I get online and I'd see a picture of a donut or something <laughs> in one of those days, it was just this moment where I was, uh, I was like, oh, I yeah. can't have that for a month. And not that I was gonna go out and buy donuts after work anyway. Yeah, because the truth is, like, I frequently go months without donuts. But if I were told I couldn't have donuts. Yeah, there's something that just becomes so much more appealing. But that was really, for me, it was only the first couple of days where I would see food and, I don't know, just be like so upset. Mm -hmm. Not even so upset, but really be craving it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hard to change at the beginning because vegetables do not have nearly as much calories as a lot of the grains we eat. So I was pretty hungry the first few days and trying to learn to identify what actually when I was actually hungry or when I was just like I don't know I'm feeling weird yeah because yeah that makes sense especially with this like if you're already sad you're not eating certain things you have to determine is this a craving or is this I'm actually hungry and one way that I didn't follow Whole30 they were another recommendation is that they want you to eat three meals a day and you pretty much just eat those three meals a day but they're really big meals I ate more normal sized meals and I'd have an apple or an orange in between so I didn't totally follow in that way I would snack there's no way I could do that well plus being pregnant I just feel like well, I'd yeah I would time. not no if but... you're pregnant do not do whole 30 I'm just going to put it yeah. out there <laughs> but even still I think there's no like I don't eat the only definitive meal I really have, and part of this is because I work from home, is dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess I have, like, a semblance of a breakfast, but then I'll eat. I definitely have, like, I have serious snacking that happens. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily that it's unhealthy every time. Like, I think we equate snacks to being unhealthy, and that doesn't have to be true. Like, sometimes my snack is, like, a lot of grapes and peanut butter and, some, you know, like... Right. crackers or whatever like I don't think that is I don't feel bad about that not I'm not going to feel bad about that dose. so no one comment and make me feel bad about it <laughs> I think you just ate a grape yeah I just ate a grape <laughs> <laughs> well and I think part of the idea of the no snacking was it's really trying to identify your hold like the hold right. that food has on you so sure. by saying you can eat this big meal that will give you enough calories for the day and realize, okay, I don't need a snack between lunch and dinner mm-hmm. um, just because I want to snack during that time. Yeah. I That's interesting, though, because I feel like a lot of advice out there right now is opposite of that, of, like, eat smaller meals more frequently and it's better yeah. for your metabolism. And right. I, I agree. I thought that was an odd thing, too. Which when we were in the Philippines, I really learned to... Because all the portions are so tiny. Like, at first, I was just constantly hungry because all the portions that we get were so tiny. But then I really learned, like, this is enough. Like, you don't, you're not, you're really not starving, you know? Like, you're okay. Yeah, I think my 
stomach capacity changed or mm-hmm. something during Whole30, which I know I'm about to go to Disney, so it'll just expand again. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was feeling hungry the first few days, but then by the end of Whole30, I really was not even snacking between meals all that much. Maybe if I was home on a weekend or something, but mm-hmm. usually I'll bring... So, uh, like a fruit and a vegetable and one I'll eat between breakfast and lunch and one I'll eat between lunch and dinner and I was not even eating those at the end not even wow. thinking being hungry so what I did guess. you eat first like your first bad thing quote unquote not that it was probably a bad thing but you know what I mean, an off program um, item oh well it was actually perfect I indulged my second or my first day off uh breakfast and lunch i think we're still whole 30 compliant because i just planned out my meals for the week yeah um but then we went to a friend's and he made us burgers and some lime pie because that's what you do in florida (laughs) and so nice david made some bread rolls so it was a good post whole 30 (laughs) day yeah did you tell anyone that you were doing it? Like, David knew, obviously, but... I had two friends that knew. Uh, oh, I guess I did cheat a little bit one day, now that I think of it. There was... Yeah, okay, well. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of cheating. It was, like, maybe a quarter cup of rice. Oh, that and, doesn't count. Well, and I mean, it counts, but I'm not half upset. margarita, but... <laughs> <laughs> it would have been rude not to accept that margarita, right? <laughs> they made it for me, and I was like, okay. I, I could have said I could have said something before they started making the margaritas. Yeah, but it's I, okay. Like, I don't judge you. It was really like that. Well, anyway. Anyway, yeah. so there was some cheating. Those were the only friends that knew. I think they were the only friends that knew I was doing it. Because David had said something to them. I, w- mm-hmm. I was just kind of being quiet about it because I didn't want to bring attention to myself. We did host a Super Bowl party during it, and which was easy because I could prepare snacks that were mm-hmm. Whole30 compliant, and I just ate that. No one noticed that I wasn't eating everything else. Right. Uh, yeah, I just didn't want to bring attention to it because then I'd have to talk about it for a half hour like I'm doing right now. And <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel you. What did David eat? Because I know he didn't do it with you, right? Well, before did you I... think it was crazy? Uh, yeah, he made fun of me a little bit, but there are things that I don't really agree with with Whole30, and he would point out those things, and I said, yes, I agree with you that I think that is dumb, but I'm just following this. Yeah, you just wanted to try it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, I think I'm someone who, with a food reset kind of thing, I just wanted to, I wanted it to be something that was hard, so if I just said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat desserts during the week. That wouldn't have really impacted my life very much. Yeah, so you were already pretty healthy to begin with, which is why you never had any headaches or weird stuff like that. Yeah, they said all this stuff, like I'd feel angry and have headaches, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, because you're pretty much, you're pretty healthy to begin with. Yeah, I think I'm pretty healthy. I just was kind of coming back from that whole Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then I was in... You traveled a lot. Yeah, I had some work travel, which I never eat healthy during, and then I went to New Orleans, and I was like, okay... This has been a couple months of indulgence. I need <laughs> a little a little break here. Um, but for date before I decided to do Whole30, I had asked David about it because uh, if he was not on board, it wasn't 
really going to work. I just thought it wasn't necessarily fair for me to be like, okay, you're going to have to eat three sweet potatoes a day, too. Right. Um, yeah. But he just... He was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll make my own things. And he was so excited about it because he made hamburger helper so many times right. and frozen right. pizza. So, yeah, he was good. <laughs> yeah, Alex would be like that, too, except David actually cooks, whereas Alex doesn't. So it would be just like I had to make two things, which is why I'll probably never do it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had another question for you about it. Well, do you feel like it impacted your exercise? Like, did you feel less strong ever? Well, I did do that a five. I was concerned about your carb six. intake. Oh, yeah. Well, I ate, I remember I ate potatoes oh, on the day right. I did my 5K. I think um, I, I did make sure that I had like an apple and almond butter before I would go for a run or something, so I didn't fall over by myself in the middle of the road. <laughs> it's always good. But I do have to confess, I think I've been a little bit lazier about exercise in the last few weeks. I don't know if it's because of Whole30 or not, but I do find all the things that we're supposed to do, I can never do them all at once like having mm-hmm. some quiet time with god and exercise and eating healthy and yeah. like keeping up with my etsy shop i there i don't think there's ever been a day where i've done all of those things no. so i think exercise maybe took a little bit of a back seat because i was spending more time preparing foods and yeah that makes sense to me things like that that makes sense i'm excited post baby to exercise so much more than what I do now which is pretty much none I was for a while but then it's just gone pretty and you downhill got really pregnant yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm super excited like I look forward to running even though I know it's gonna be hard at the beginning yeah. like mega hard I don't even care that's a good incentive though like just be like okay I had the baby and like Mm -hmm. wanting to get back down to a certain weight or something I like to have Mm -hmm. goals yeah I just want to feel better like I don't feel great now and I know that when I'm in shape like I just feel better all the time yes so that's what I'm excited about mostly more than anything else not being restricted um cool being able to move yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, like, that I didn't ask you a question about? Hmm. That you're dying to tell the world? What am I dying? I don't know. I have so many opinions about Whole30. Maybe I can give my top three things I like about it and my top three things that I'm okay. kind of yeah, that's good. about. That'll help keep me controlled in my discussion. Okay. Uh, I'll start off with the good, and I'm going <laughs> to off the cuff. Um, well... As I've mentioned, what I liked about it is it made me go out of my food comfort zones. I found a lot of recipes that I really liked that are very vegetable-centric, which I will... yeah, we should post some of those. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, And I ate so many roasted vegetables, and it was... They were Mm. so good. Roasted vegetables are good. Yeah, like winter squash and onions, and I'd put apples in it and oh. sometimes grapes so it was very delicious i have done grapes with um acorn squash before mm-hmm. and yeah. it's amazing right yeah so good you just have to be careful with them because they'll burn 
pretty quickly. So I had to mm-hmm. try and figure out like the right t- put the grapes in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so the new recipes. It's probably my favorite thing. There was an amazing chocolate chili recipe that I found, which sounded really weird. It had a couple of tablespoons, maybe a tablespoon and a half of cocoa powder in it. Hmm. And it didn't really taste chocolatey, but it just had this really good, rich flavor to it. Okay. That was a good find. I'll post that one. So that's like your main takeaway was new, healthy recipes that you can use later that are good. Yes. That was a big one. Um, I think another thing I like that it makes you realize your relationship with food when you're going and hanging out with people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it real it made me realize how important it is to me to be able to eat certain things when I'm with friends and to be hospitable and accommodating and not mix, have special allowances made mm-hmm. for me. I'll, sh- I should link to my friend's blog post. She made special cookies for me um, when we went to watch a movie with them because she was the one person that knew I was on Whole30 and they were, they were so awful though which we all like admitted this isn't yeah. me like, yeah, yeah. really talking about it we were all like oh that's so funny <laughs> this isn't good yeah. I don't have much tolerance for picky eaters even though I used to be the pickiest eater in the world like now I'm just like okay well sorry for you but be an adult and eat this food so that's interesting. Uh, let's see. And what's one more? Top three. I think there's... Um, there's a lot of other good things about it that I'm not... Well, you had to be... I feel like it's good, even though it's hard. It was good that you had to plan. Like, that's a good discipline oh, to yes. plan your food and stuff. Yes, that was my other... <laughs> <laughs> um. It, yeah, it was really helpful that I had to get grocery lists together, get all the right stuff, and prep yeah. everything for the weekend. And and it was expensive some of the weeks. The first couple weeks, I thought it was really expensive. But then in the second two weeks, I did not have to spend that much money because I had made more than I anticipated in the first couple of weeks. So I'd put everything in the freezer, and then it was really easy to just yeah. thought I'd have dinners ready. But uh, even in normal life, if you plan what you're going to eat, you eat healthier than if you yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I still plan what we're going to eat, even though it's not like on some strict guide. And some of the nights, one of the things I'll plan is homemade pizza. But at least, I mean, I think it's still better than for me than Domino's pizza with preservatives. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably a little less greasy, and mm-hmm. at least it's homemade. Yeah, and it's fun. It tastes good. <laughs> So that, that's a big plus, and that's something that I want to keep up with. It's definitely tough discipline, I think, to really keep up and be good mm-hmm. about meal planning, but it's so much better on your budget because if I always had something ready for me at dinner, so it's not tempting to say, like, oh, well, maybe I'll pick up something because yeah. that would be dumb because then my food that <laughs> I have prepared is going to go bad. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so meal planning, definite positive. And for the things that I did not like as much about Whole30, there were things that they said about um, animal agriculture that I did not mm. agree with. And, well, I guess everyone listening to this doesn't know that I was an animal science major for undergrad, so that is really studying the production of livestock. So, and, wait, just to clarify, by they... 
like is this on the official Whole30 website or book? Like how uh, do you? It's, it's on their or, website. It's in their book. They have like this okay. dairy manifesto and a bacon manifesto, and they talk okay. about how, um, like it, they say talk about factory farming and like how the pigs are mistreated and all this other stuff. Which one? What is factory farming? I've visited so many farms. None mm. of them like a factory um and really a lot of what they talk about in the treatment of animals i was just like mm, this isn't right mm-hmm. and you don't think that ever happens or like really well, rarely in, in any kind of animal production there's going to be there's going to be bad people sure yes um sometimes but they in order to produce a good dairy animal or a meat animal they have to be healthy to be producing mm-hmm. like a good product right. so it doesn't even make sense for the person that's raising those animals to be mistreating them yeah uh, and I know animal agriculture you can go into all kinds of tangents with discussions but I felt like from what they were saying it's kind of seemed like they had read something on the Humane Society website or PETA's website and that's where they were getting their information rather than having visited and done it yeah to- cultural practices so that was something that I did not agree with um another thing so do they put that out there to encourage you to not eat meat later they really encourage like anything that was a grass-fed kind of thing so they are yeah they're they're I mean meat is a big thing you are supposed to eat a lot of meat on Whole30 which I probably didn't eat quite as much um, as maybe they (laughs) would have recommended. Um, But yeah, it was just things about practices in the dairy industry and the swine industry and it was it was things I just did not I I can only speak from my experience but (laughs) with the animal industry it was not accurate to what I have seen and interacted with. Yeah. And I'll just vouch that you've seen and interacted a lot. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I talked about in college, my funny livestock stories. Yeah, you did. One time, okay, side story, and then you can say your other two things. One time, Beth showed up in college for a Bible study after having been mauled by a boar. Mm-hmm. And her pants, your pants were, like, destroyed. Yeah, it ripped through my pants, and I was actually the TA for that class. And I was so thankful that the board did not rip all the way up to where you could see my underwear. That was very considerate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, two other Uh, things you didn't love. Okay, two other things that I did not love about Whole30. Taking out the grains and the legumes, I can understand well legumes I don't I I mean black beans are good for you there are a lot of beans that are good for you and I was looking through I read their book of why they didn't they kind of classified legumes as a less healthy food and I was not exactly following their logic for that one um and those things give you a lot of fiber yeah yeah fiber so yeah fiber (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big proponent of fiber (laughs) it's also grains and whole grains are really good for your body and I work with a lot of dietitians in my job and I just hear a lot about these different 
nutrition things and I'm like this is based on solid research and people they were saying in the book about whole 30 that they'd cite different studies justifying like why you don't need this or why it's not maybe not the best for you and then they even went on to say like if you get in a debate with this about someone there will be just as many studies that say it is good for you so I was like okay so really you're yeah you could prove it either way and I mean about the the grains it's probably good that I did give that up because it's something I'm so used to eating and bread is something that is probably a food problem for me if there's a fresh baked loaf of bread Mm -hmm. I mean I will I like the whole thing yeah so it was good for me to fast from something like that for a while but there's a lot of good grains uh like oatmeal and quinoa I mean those are those are really good for you yeah so in other words you would say grains while it was good for the purposes of this we don't need to say that they're evil yes I would say that and uh, I feel like I had another thought, but I'll just, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> okay, and the number three thing, I specifically remember being upset about this when I was reading through their book because it was saying, what about doing Whole30 in special circumstances? And some of them were pregnant and nursing mothers, and they were giving examples for when they talked about pregnant women they were saying like prenatal vitamins are they'll give you too much of what you don't need like folic acid and iron and I was like no like you need those things you really need those things really really important don't tell someone not to take folic acid and they were saying you should be getting folate which is the version I think it's I I could be mistaken but I'm pretty sure folic acid is the synthetic version sure. they put in the vitamins and yeah. folate is what you'll find in things like fruit and vegetables so they were finished, saying yeah. you can get the folate in fruit and vegetables which I was True. like okay I'm glad you followed it up with that but I think a lot of what their reasoning for eating this way was was that you can get enough of these vitamins and minerals and fiber from the fruit and vegetables but I think it would be very hard for most people yeah, I mean, you have to be really intentional about that. I feel like, I mean, all my midwives and stuff have said, you know, your vitamin's not a substitute for eating healthy. You still have to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, if today, you never really know, unless you're being super intentional, which I'm not going to be, um, about, like, did I get all of this folate today? You know, like, why not just ensure with a little backup, tiny vitamin that you hit what you need to hit you know yeah so So that was something that when I read through I think I read it aloud to David and I was like (laughs) what this says pregnant women are not getting enough or are like getting folic acid and it's not good and that kind of upset me and iron yeah because I have I donate blood semi-regularly and often I can't donate because my iron is too low so Whenever I'm going to have a baby, I know I will need more mm-hmm. iron because it runs low in me anyway. Yeah, so, one of my good friends has had to take extra iron supplements during her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, with the pregnant women thing, I was just like, no, if you're pregnant, just do not do the whole 30. Yeah, that's funny. So basically, even though we talked about two different subjects, the truth is that you can't always listen to everyone. They don't know you. That is what we've learned today. <laughs> Great job bringing it back. (laughs) 
you have to make wise decisions on your own and weigh all of the things that other people can't know. Yes. Well, and moving into our final segment, we're going to try to do this weekly, and we could still be up for if anyone has a great suggestion for a good name, but for now, we're going with grown-up recommendations. So it's going to just be something that Candace and I have enjoyed, be it could be a book or a new shoe or an appliance, just anything that is making our life a little bit better um, this week or recently. Yeah, so, I know what yours is going to be, so you should talk yeah. about it first. Okay, should I talk first? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've actually mentioned this earlier. My recommendation and the thing I've been loving lately is my immersion blender. And um, kind of a funny story behind it is, well, I had, a, I had a tomato soup incident in my kitchen several months ago before I had an immersion blender. And to make a long story short, between food processor and my normal blender, I had my whole kitchen covered in tomato soup and it was like on my arms burning me it wasn't a good situation and I was telling someone about that and they were saying just get an immersion blender and my reaction was I already have enough kitchen appliances I don't need one more thing Uh, but my brother actually got me one for Christmas after I had told him my tomato soup story Mm -hmm. and so when I opened it I was like oh this is cool I wouldn't have bought this for myself um but I guess I'll use it and now I've owned it for two months and I use that thing all the time I've made the best soups ever because I get to puree them nice and smooth Um, I used it yesterday to mix something together for a special lasagna I was making I've made like really creamy guacamole with it Um, and also this is one of my favorite things I it came with this little cup to blend it in and um, I use it to make smoothies so I hate taking the blender out because you have to like take the blender apart when you're done and clean off the blade and that little rubber ring and different things so I just hate cleaning the blender and the immersion blender doesn't get everything quite as smooth as the blender does oh really I don't I think that my blender does chop things up a little bit more. Okay. Um, but it it makes. But certain I can, things like guacamole, I wouldn't put in the blender. Yeah, that seems like it would be weird. I would um, put in the food processor probably. I think I've done that before. I mean, usually I make a chunkier guacamole, but I had to. I, since I'm obsessed with my immersion blender, yeah, why not? I had. Yeah, I had to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's made my life um, much. I don't know if it's life changing. Yeah, I'm going to say it's life changing. (laughs) (laughs) I support the use of the phrase life changing more often than it's used. So, yeah, I like that. I've I've used it, I I probably use it several times a week since I've gotten it. So, if any of you are on the fence about getting an immersion blender, I would get it. Um, But if you're not really into cooking, it might not be something that you need so if you like doing things in the kitchen and making soups and smoothies you'll probably use it a lot if that's not your thing then just move on yeah (laughs) so what about you do you have anything uh this is nothing new i read to you about this probably every couple weeks (laughs) and we both like it is the skim yes which is a daily email newsletter that um basically Sorry, Alex just came in. 
it's a daily email newsletter that you can subscribe to where they give you all the day's headlines and you can it's a skim so they already skimmed it for you and they just give you a few sentences about what's going on and I love it because I think that I hold conversations really well with people about current events now and you can click on the link if you want to read more if you're really interested in a certain topic it also follows up like I feel like it keeps track of stories maybe even better than TV news would as far as like Ukraine it's been talking about Ukraine for a couple of years mm -hmm. unfortunately but you know I feel like I know what's been going on with that for a long time um, yeah it's just really helpful to be informed about the world um, and it takes what four minutes to read would you say yeah it's really quick and I love it because it comes usually by like around eight? I think it comes earlier than that because okay. Between 6 and 7 is usually when I get mine, so I can just read it before I go to work, and I know a little bit more about the yeah. day. Like, if I read it and then turn on CNN, it's boring, because I already know everything that they're saying. Yeah, and I love it because you can go explore the issue a little bit more. Mm -hmm. If it's something you want to know more about, you can look it up yourself, but then, because of the skim, you know it's there exactly. to look into. Exactly. The only caveat would be that it definitely is, like, it definitely has, I think, a slant in the way that they tell stuff, but, you know, if you're an adult, you should be able to figure that out and discern it yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. And the... Like, I can tell they have different beliefs on certain issues than I do, but I'm not mm -hmm. bothered by that, because I recognize people out there have different beliefs on certain issues than right. I do, so yeah. I just take the story, bank the knowledge, and forget the opinion. Mm-hmm. And my only other... I guess minor complaint about it is it's written in this this really f kind of a fun easy to read tone but then sometimes if it's this really tragic event mm. sometimes the tone strikes I don't know it it just strikes a little bit wrong with yeah, me yeah. occasionally yeah yeah that's true I'd encourage people to read it as far as like the info but then to form their own opinions and to think like what does this mean on a worldwide scale, like you have to figure all that out on your own. It's not, you know, mm -hmm. going to tell you that. Which I think that again, I think that's what you should be doing as an adult anyway to be healthy, right? News consumer. So that's what I like. I specifically, like one day I had to call Paris for work. This guy in Paris, and it was which makes me sound way cooler than I am. <laughs> you are cool. <laughs> and I knew that they had just had those shootings there and like all of that mm -hmm. stuff, and so I was able to bring that up and I felt like that made a good professional impression that I knew what was going on in his part of the world mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known that had it not been for the skim so that's yes. a bonus to be informed of Bruno alright well I think that's it yeah I think so Okay. Um, next week potentially we're talking about weddings so people should get excited for that <laughs> All right. Leave us a review on Skype if you have something nice to say. If you don't, email us and we'll try to address it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later, Beth. Okay. Bye. Bye.